0: Hello there, it's Mira, the host of Elemental Whispers podcast. I want to welcome you back and I also want to welcome those of you who may be listening for the first time. I hope you find something here that inspires you, blesses you, enchants you, and in Just a moment, I want to share with those of you who are here for the first time a little bit about this show and orient you to help you find your way and also know if this is a place you might want to hang out and stick around for a little bit or even go back through the prior episodes and have a listen. Today's episode is actually a continuation of last episode, which was a conversation between Shakti and me, Deva Shakti Botassi, who I will introduce in a little bit. And I had a beautiful conversation and the conversation was so rich and so expansive. We just kept going. So I decided to break it up into two parts. And last episode was the first part. And this episode is the second and final part. So if you haven't listened to that other episode, you may want to go back, listen to that one first, and then continue on here. Now, for those of you who are joining for the first time, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I really hope that you find something here that will inspire you. I created this podcast to help paint what is possible, not the only thing that is possible, but begin to paint many possibilities, both from my own lived experience, as well as the lived experience of others who I witness as living magically, as walking a journey of spirit, walking a medicine path walking the magical path, it is often about knowing that there is something more, not just to the world around you, but to you, that you are more than a job, a name, a culture, a gender, a religion, that all of those are part of who you are, but there is still more. And just as leaving any of those out would not give the full picture, leaving this other part of us out doesn't give the full picture and this part that i'm referring to is spirit is soul and as we deepen into soul we see it reflected to us in all of the living world in the trees in the wind in the sound behind the heartbeat it is the stillness beyond the silence and for some of us we catch glimpses of that in a moment in time in a conversation, in a synchronicity that we finally stop telling ourselves, trying to convince ourselves is purely coincidence. What if there are no coincidences? And what would it mean if we did live in a world where there was magic? This is ultimately part of what this show is about. It's about bringing us into the living mystery. And the living mystery for me, yes, is largely about the sacred ecology of this great planet that we live in and the often invisible unseen realms that are part of the living ecology. It is about not only becoming aware of the mythic reality that seeds and bubbles and breathes from every rock and stone on the earth, but about knowing that We are not separate from it and that the myth seeks to engage us in each and every moment, but we have to turn toward it. And the living paradox is in turning toward it, we're also turning toward ourselves to the deepest, most fullest, richest, most embodied part of who we are as human. And if you'd like to know a little bit more about why I created this podcast and what it's about, I would invite you to... Go to episode zero, which was the very first episode ever released and recorded, called Welcome to Elemental Whispers. And it's a very short episode, maybe 15 minutes or so. And it really shares what my intention is for this space. And that will give you an idea if you're in the right place. Now, depending on your interest, a lot of people who find me and Want to work together or are interested in the work that I share, are interested because they have heard me share about fairy. Now, I am not going to speak in depth about fairy and that energy right now. More than likely, the way that I know and share about fairy is quite different than perhaps what you've heard before. And so I share about fairy from a very lived experience, working with these beings, these energies, but also knowing that energy within myself. Now, if you want to, first of all, know, read about my story, then I have a book, a magical memoir called Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening that was released last year. And you can grab a copy of that. It is available paperback or electronic version. And for this podcast, you might be interested in the second episode I ever did, which is actually episode one, and it's called Enter the Fairy Gates, a beginner's guide to exploring who and what the fairies are. Now later, I believe it was episode eight or nine, there was an episode called Rise, Your Ancient Magical Lineage Awakens. And this is all about the magical lineage of the fairy people or the she, S-I-D-H-E. What's special about this episode is that it's not just talking about these beings who, if you haven't worked with them, might seem elusive and abstract, but it's also talking about the connection that we all share in common. And I mean, we as humans, people of the human race, that we all share in common, and then even further explanation around those of us who have a very deep connection and fairy lineage that is activating and awakening at this time. So those are some episodes I want to orient you to my intention with this, which is, again, to possibly open a doorway, or rather, and I talk about this in the last episode, activate your own doorway through sharing what I call these key codes. And I'll do an episode later at some point more about key codes and what I mean, because I know that they can have a real new age gloss upon them. And I really do want to illuminate from my perspective, what I see happening both within humanity, within the land, within the world. So I want to thank you all so much for being here. I'm really excited to bring you this final part of our conversation. We continue to muse around multiple topics that range from the multi-dimensionality of nature and our lived experience to then diving deeply into her work with ancestral constellation, or shamanic constellation, as I believe that Shakti calls it. It's a really beautiful, in-depth, profound, healing body of work, and I really enjoyed hearing her talk about how she came to be sharing this work in the world. So we'll get into that in a moment, and I also want to check in and just See how you are doing. We are in the middle of these two eclipses and curious if these energies, uh, how this eclipse has played out for you and what these energies have been bringing up. So we won't go too deep into the eclipse energies, but just a little bit of an invitation to consider what is this eclipse portal inviting you to look at what are those faded moments for better or for worse that really feel as if wow this was always going to happen this really feels as if the hand of fate had <laughs> pun intended a hand in this and again for better or for worse the story is written here and maybe it always has been now we could go into a whole conversation and I'm sure there have been a great many metaphysicians and philosophers who have argued free will versus fate. And we can definitely have that conversation another day. I feel that nobody really has the answer and it's probably a little bit of both. Isn't everything a little bit of everything? And yet nobody really knows. So we don't know for sure, but if there were going to be strokes of fate, If it were going to feel like looking back over a span of time, you could pinpoint certain moments in your life that really dictated the course of events to follow or really were the pivot point in a situation or a phase of life, oftentimes we find that those points can be tied to the eclipses. Or for those of you more advanced astrological people out there, when the nodes of fate make some sort of connection with one of our planets or points in our own chart. So that's a little bit advanced, but for those of you who know, you know. (laughs) In fact, some of the twists and turns that the conversation part two of the conversation between Shakti and me take really make me think about fate and destiny versus free will and make me wonder. I love when she shares about how she got into the work that she is currently doing, how there were certain aspects and moments that felt very spirit guided and Then there was also the very clear element of her choice and her having to meet and greet each moment and what she did with what she was given. So it really makes me think about free will and fate as the warp and the weft in weaving. The warp and the weft are the two threads or the way that the threads are set up on a loom and then the thread that goes through it in order to create what ultimately will become the fabric. And so I wonder, is fate the warp and then the weft is free will? Is it the other way around? Are they good at playing both? And so just maybe consider this metaphor that maybe is more than a metaphor <laughs> as you are listening and receiving the codes in this story. Just in case you don't know who Shakti is, allow me to introduce her and then we will continue with part two. Deva Shakti Bhotatsi is a modern day medicine woman. She started channeling ascended beings of light in 2012 and receiving direct Teachings and guidance that she's incorporated to her vast repertoire of tools, creating her own methods for healing and teaching. Successful in her own right, she's a three-time entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and Fulbright scholar with more than 30 years in the corporate world. Born and raised in Argentina, she took her first steps into her spiritual path, seeking answers during her late teenage years. Learning meditation and energy healing from Andean and Jesuit traditions. Later on, she studied with masters from Japan, China, and India, including more than a decade of Buddhism. She has had direct transmission from curanderos of Central America, the Keros from Incan traditions, and has received medicine directly from the Navajo. Shakti has experienced firsthand the emptiness that living out of alignment with purpose can bring. And thus, she teaches her clients how to make the same journey she has, that of quieting the analytical mind so that their inner wisdom can blossom. Those who work with her expand their gifts, learn to trust their intuition, and become deeply connected to their own soul's work, leading a life of inspired action, purpose, passion, and prosperity. Look for her at www.theawakenpath.com. And now for our part two of our conversation.
1: I just love this conversation. It's like, can we have three more hours, please? <laughs> so a couple, couple of things. So yes to everything. Absolutely. Um, everything is moving so fast. I know this sounds like a trite thing. We've been saying things go fast, but it's gone faster from last year to this year and it'll get faster next year. So what's happening and the reason why also we cannot see more than a few steps, which is absolutely yes to all of that description, is several things. One is that things are moving so fast and there are so many free wills in the weaving of the new paradigm that nobody really knows further down the road what that's going to look like that's one thing so we we cannot know because there everything is changing and the new the new decisions that new new souls are making or old souls are making and the new commitments to being in this awakening path and being way showers and taking action and all of that is changing the lay of the land, of all the lands, of all the dimensions. It, and, and so we kind of know. The other thing is that um, what you and I were saying, which I think it's worth bringing here, is that we, as as you, we said last time and we are saying to, today, we are deprogramming the program. and. Not only we are un, uh, uh, like dismantling the old matrix, but we are helping the shift into the new Terra, right? the five-dimensional Earth. That's the ascension path that we're on. And what that means in easier words is that the way in which we're taking forward our lives, the way in which we are creating. Creating very practical things, even like the things we teach or the way in which we share our concepts or the way in which we engage in our relationships is new and different than anything that we were taught before. And because of that, we are learning as we go, we're being shown as we go, as we're being very present in the present moment, which is a very needed skill always, but now more than ever. We're being shown how this new unfolding is meant to happen for the highest and best of all, how the new weaving needs to happen. And therefore, we Cannot know further ahead. And because we cannot, because we don't know the path and we're discovering it as we go, we also cannot push, (laughs) which is awesome. It's like an embedded system of protection. (laughs) It's like you have to stay in the present moment. Whoops, you cannot push.
0: You know, I'm so glad that you brought this up because as you said that, and it, how did you say it? An embedded system of protection. The other embedded system of protection that I have witnessed within the last few years of coming up is that we cannot do it alone. And what I have found is that... Even for us who are working in solo ways and all of that, it's perfectly beautiful. But what is seeming to happen is that there's some synergy that is happening and there's an a codes are unlocking when we come together. And the way that I've been actually seeing this, and, and I actually want to do a whole episode on this, but the way I've been seeing this is like you know, we used to be in this age of, oh, gurus and, you know, people putting like creating this spiritual elitism. But I see it more as we are living in an interdependent web of life. And the interdependent web of life, like what I see is that each one of us has certain key codes within our own heart and soul. And some of my key codes might unlock A doorway within you. And some of your key codes might unlock a doorway within someone else and someone else and someone else. And so there's this built-in mechanism that basically invites us into this web of interdependent relationship. Like you all Westerners think that y'all are independent, but you're not. You're interdependent, not dependent or codependent but interdependent meaning that we need each other so that we can weave together and come and trade codes as it were and activate one another or support each other's awakening with our field of resonance that that happens when we come together and again we might not each have codes for each other, but I feel that I have codes for certain people. Certain people have codes for me. Those people have codes for other people and on and on. And there's this ripple effect. And now there's this activation or speeding up that's happening where, you know, for those of us who have been at it for a long time, you know, a lot of my keys are on and active, right? I'm not saying that I don't still get activated, right? That I don't still, you know, have something turned on for me. Cause I do, I'm, I'm, Go. I hate the word up-leveling, but I'm up-leveling, for lack of a better word, every single moment, right? But I am like, my keys are on. And so for those of us who have been working on the front lines for so long, our keys are on. So now we're just like, hey, who do I have a key? I got a key ring with a lot of keys. (laughs) Who... Who has the whole, whose keyhole can I unlock today? And it's just, all I'm doing is just sharing keys, sharing keys, sharing keys. I'm blessing them. I'm not controlling. I'm not thinking about it. I'm not managing. (laughs) I'm just blessing with codes and key codes, which is part of what this podcast is about. And, and I just feel like we're turning each other on, (laughs) So, anyways, I feel like that's the other built in mechanism of safety to bring it back that I've noticed is that we are meant to be interdependent and that I have keys for others and you have keys for others and others have keys for you and for me. That ensures that we absolutely
1: have to weave with one another.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we have to come
1: out of our houses and talk. <laughs> And and there's a third one, which I thought was the one you were going to speak about, a mechanism of interdependence that I recently was shown, and by recently I mean about like six months ago, but I just didn't realize, and is that as we are moving into bringing so much more light, since this is the three-dimensional world is a dual world, um more light means also more darkness it has to balance out the yin and the yang so we know the the answer is oneness is 3 1 plus 2 out of 3 3 is the conclusion 3 is love right and and but what that means in terms of the embedded uh system of protection is that would you um <laughs> If you knew somebody were following you, would you tell them where you will be in three months at 3 p.m.? Would you let them know? (laughs) You wouldn't, right? (laughs) I would not. Yeah. So that's exactly where the embedded system of protection is. We're not letting know the forces of the lower level, you know, densities where we will be in three months. They cannot get ready to be there and pulling us down. They don't know. So that's an, another embedded uh, system of protection given the possi- giving us the possibility of really step into oneness and moving up and out of the model of one, two, three. <clears throat> but in order to move up, we need to have that breath of air that is not continuously in the defense mode. And so that's the other embedded system of protection. It's kind of convoluted, but it's it's also in there, in this not knowing that far ahead where we're going.
0: Yeah, I joke around all the time and say, apparently I'm on some need-to-know basis here <laughs> with spirit because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I'm getting like little snippets, little breadcrumbs, oh, yeah. enough to, you know, keep me going. Um so I want to I want to circle back to something that you mentioned earlier. Um there's there's two things I actually want to talk about. So first, the way that we met is you facilitated this absolutely gorgeous ancestral healing uh ancestral constellation. And I, you mentioned fragmentation, which is what made me think of it, because I think you were speaking of fragmentation of the mind, but it's all connected, right? It's a fragmentation also in the lineage and in the ancestry. And so I'm just wondering if, first of all, are you still doing that ancestral constellation work?
1: Not only I'm doing it, it's called shamanic constellation, but I'm actually right now teaching others how to become facilitators of this method. So it's, yes, totally. Oh, okay.
0: And then will you still do it or will you retire from doing it? You will still do it even after you have people, practitioners teach. Okay. Um, so I'm just curious if you would want to share at all about that work. First of all, how you came to that work in particular. I mean, it's just so exquisite. It's so beautiful. The way that you, first of all, use like the depth, you bring the depth of your intuition and psychic abilities to the session to where you are in such deep service to not only the client, but to all of the ancestors that are basically flanking the client on either side that are crying out and desperate for healing. And it's like, I just feel you like when you stand forward in the space of this work, like standing forward as a true priestess, bowing at, you know, the, the, um, the altar of spirit and saying, just use me as a channel. I want to be a channel for healing. And so I just want to recognize that it was an extraordinary, uh, it was an extraordinary session. And I'm I'm very picky, <laughs> as practitioners we tend to be, and I want to say that I fully uh, recommend this extraordinary work. So, if you would just share how you came to it, yeah, let's start with that. And, yeah. and if you want to elaborate on what it is exactly, because people might not understand what constellation work.
1: Yeah, yeah. So first of all, thank you, thank you for that beautiful. I mean, testimonial that you just gave naturally. Um, This work happens to be one of the ones I'm most deeply passionate about of the works I do. I, I really love it. So not only I will continue doing it, but I'm creating the space and sharing the wisdom so others can also share this beautiful work because it's needed in this day and age. So the foundation of ancestral healing is a foundation that um, a man by the name Bert Hellinger brought into views of the world. Um, He was Austrian um, and It carries many foundational beliefs, but the most important one is that in every family, the tree, the the ancestors, and the future generations form a constellation, like the planets are a constellation, and that there's certain foundational uh, beliefs, like we all have a right to Uh, be seen we all have a right to be in the position we chose to be so we're the youngest child be the youngest child the oldest child be the oldest child Uh, we all have a right to belong to that foundational constellation and many other foundational clues but the point is that many of us in this lifetime carry wounds that are not of our own childhood trauma. They are wounds that we took on from our ancestors. And we took them on as a sole agreement so that we can really clear that out of the lineage and so that we don't keep taking it forward. Because what happens in these lineages, and I'm sure everybody listening has witnessed families where a certain type of trauma keeps repeating in a family line a very typical one of this day and age is the sexual abuse of women that has repeated generation after generation after generation that's one we carried forth another one is scarcity right poor poor people continuously being people. like there's there's Patterns that repeat or an illness in a family that keeps coming when you least expect it and and these patterns and models these are normally things that the soul that experienced in this life has decided to bring the healing from the whole tree and say okay let 's just end this and let 's heal this, but sometimes we're not aware we're carrying these things and we are doing our work we're doing our individual work thinking we we can heal and we can't and we keep we keep getting stuck into some i call them robotic mechanisms like some automated reactions and we cannot figure out why they are and that's because they're not from you but they're all, they're from your constellative space your your family tree so of course until you go further you won't be able to get forward and so bert hellinger created a system known as family constellations which has um he was so beautiful i can't remember his exact words but he said something like spirit operated through him to bring forth this system and whoever uh was guided to build upon it had his blessing it actually moves me and i had um worked with the constellation work of Bert hellinger for many years didn't done a lot of my own family constellations and I also had learned foundational family constellations in a course just to learn the basics of it and then 2016 comes this time after the holistic center closes which is not a coincidence and um, <laughs> I'm sitting at home in this silent space and people start calling me. This is worth three minutes of the the tale. People call me and, you know, I'm born and raised in Argentina. I have lived in the United States, one, two, and this is the third time I'm living in the United States. I've lived in Italy for 20 years. So I've lived in many parts of the world and worked almost all over the world. So here I was in 2016 in Italy and people are calling me from Argentina at the time. And they, I'm like, oh, hi, are you blah, blah, blah? Yes. Oh, I'm so-and-so, and and I'm a friend of so-and-so who's a friend of so-and-so, and and she told me to call you because I need to do this healing. So first of all, I have no idea who's calling me, okay? (laughs) So out of... But this happened 16 times. That's why it's worth mentioning, okay? So... They call me the first one. This person calls me and she wasn't even calling for herself. She was calling because her boss's son needed the help. And so I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. And so spirit is talking to me as this woman is on the phone and spirit is saying, tell them, yes, tell them you want to talk to the son and tell them that it's two (laughs) hundred and twenty two dollars. And I'm like, what? Like literally spirit is whispering in my ear as I'm having this WhatsApp conversation with this person. So I trust and I say all of that. And she's like, OK, OK, I'll connect you. Long story short, I get this very, very important healing session for this man, young man, who was having for more than a year problems in his genitalia and he couldn't get rid of it with any medicine. He couldn't get rid of it. That's why they were like moving into something else. So here's where trust comes. This is, a, this is a very humbling share that I'm going to do. So I had already, obviously, many tools in my toolkit, many, many from all the years I have, but I had no clue what I was meant to do with this man when he came in Zoom and what, how I was meant to do it. And spirit said, we'll guide you. You have to trust us every step of the way. So what spirit had me do was the first step of what you experienced, dear mirror, the shamanic constellation. You experienced a healing of the whole tree. What spirit had me do was a healing of the male lineage in this family. And he was one of like six males and there was one adopted man, brother. And um, I really, I drove with a blinder. Like spirit had me say, Do you trust us? Okay, turn on the car, keep your blinders on, and we're going to tell you every single move on, move forward, turn right, turn left. Like, and they didn't make me crash, they didn't. It was the most amazing experience. But what was wild about it was that I experienced, they had me say a few things to this man that I I was like, oh, my God, I'm saying I'm really uttering these words, things like in your relationship with your adopted brother, X, Y, Z, whatever that was. I can't even remember. It was many years ago, but I remember it was something about the relationship. And I'm thinking this is so not because for the few things they had told me, I had an idea that their relationship was completely different. So Spirit was having me say words that I'm thinking I'm just digging my own tomb here, you know, like. (laughs) so when that ended that long session ended um first of all he spoke up and he said wow and the things you said about my adopted brother they're right on and so he gave me a feedback that blew my mind because it was completely accurate and the second thing is that in one week he had healed completely on his genitalia so it was a very practical tangible healing this wasn't a a, a woo-woo kind of healing. this was very practical, so then, wow, this family calls me again. So this time is the sister who is not having her moon cycle. <laughs> I'm thinking, really, spirit, and spirit is like, you're going to say, yes, it's two hundred and twenty two. You're going to do it. So by now I'm like, okay, one worked. We're going to do the second where I have no clue what I'm doing. This time it was the female lineage. And again. She got her moon cycle in like two months. She started getting her moon cycle. And so then Spirit sent me literally 16 clients, okay, to do this work. By now I knew lineage, female, male, lineage, female, male. But in like two months, like it was like, okay, next, next, next. and I'm like, where are these coming from? So apart from the beautiful abundance, right, of the money that was coming in out of nowhere, this training that, evidently I understood, okay, this is happening. And it took so much um, trust, Yomira, so much trust. I had no idea how it was working until I did a few that I understood what was happening. So then we get to this crossroads where this woman comes and I'm doing the female lineage and the grandfather comes. And I'm like, you can't come. This is the female lineage. I'm talking to the spirit, right? (laughs) And the spirit is, no, I have to come in spirit. The other spirits are telling me you have to let him through. And I'm like, uh, excusing myself to this woman saying, I know, I'm sorry. I said to you, this is going to be a female lineage, but your mom's father is here. And he says, he's standing at the feet of your bed and whatever it was that he said and she starts bawling well it happens that this grandpa had passed when she was seven he kept coming to her at the feet of her bed her family thought she was crazy and this was like the confirmation she needed right so then spirit next time said okay now you're putting all of this together you're doing family shamanic constellations you're healing the whole tree and from then on they taught me more and more and more um and it's gotten more intense and broader and more information until I understood the system. They had me do at uh, one month, um, I did uh, 16 for a week, which you've experienced them. They're like two, three hour sessions. So they're very, very intense. And at the end of that month, they said, now that you understood everything, you're ready to teach this. And so back to what this is and what does it mean? It really, um, the session is a session that has a lot of power, A, because it can be done remotely. You can be wherever you are and I can be wherever I am in the world. And we can do it via Zoom. We can also do it in the same room. Um, and basically what it is, is that we work with the lineage of anybody or in, in your case or whoever it is that we work with this lineage and, through the heart of the person that's bringing this intention as a portal the heart acts as a portal i offer myself in service as a hollow bone as a clear channel and the spirits of that family can come forth and speak through me and interact through me and a lot of clarity can come healing can come things can be said um untold secrets are brought to the surface, babies not born that were not seen come through. And and through that whole sequence and, and conversations and healing interactions, a lot is released in a family system so that not only the person that was the one calling in and being the one in service, Get so much healing at so many levels that manifests through the months to come, but the whole the souls that passed get the healing, and the future souls get it. They won't have to carry for it whatever it is. So that was a very long answer, but you you touched me on a topic that I'm passionate about, and the the most incredible thing for me is that it it is all taught to me by spirit this whole thing was taught to me and the synchronicity spirit created for me to learn it the clients they sent to me but I wasn't even advertising it's it was a true a true teaching they schooled me in showing me what does it mean to work with the divine as a team
0: Yeah. And that so comes through when you do it. It's such profound work. And thank you so much for doing this for the world right now, because as you said, the ancestral lines and the need for ancestral healing is so strong. And, and, and and of course it goes forwards and backwards in time, as you said, like the ancestors and the descendants and and it comes through so strongly, like this is so yours, even though I know it's definitely grounded, certainly in the work of the uh, man that you spoke of uh, and the ancestral constellation. Absolutely. And yet when you bring it forward, you can tell that it has blossomed and cooked in your own being and yeah. it is yours it is you're doing it your way and i'm just curious if you have any sense and absolutely hearing that you are guided by spirit but do you have any sense that it comes from some magical aspect that lives in you of your lineage you know some um it, it's somehow connected to some either spirit family or blood family that you, you know, was magical in your own personal lineage that it's coming through so strong in this
1: lifetime? I love that question. I never thought of that. I actually, I'm such the odd ball in my family. Um, so, so not no one in my lineage that I know of had t- telepathic mediumship, you know, any of that. And like, not from this. So the answer is, I don't think it is from this Earth lineage that I'm on right now. I for sure know this is a remembrance, and as I say it, I get emotional, so I know it's so true is is something I've already done in many other lifetimes, and it's just a remembrance in this life so it's a it's a spirit lineage it's yes. like your oh, your lineage. soul yes. has yes. done it before, yes. oh absolutely, spirit lineage, yes, for sure, yeah, ah. Uh, Thank you so much for sharing that. It's such,
0: such beautiful work. And yeah, it just, um it's just gorgeous. And it's really in depth and very, very, very powerful.
1: It is very powerful. I call it sacred work because it is. And it's also, I just, I'm so fulfilled every time I do it. Like I'm fill, I fill up. You know, it's just like I see the incredible. I shouldn't use the word incredible. The magical, amazing um, accuracies that come forth, um, and the way that things happen, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" Oh my, you know, like, like there's no possible way I could have known. You know what's coming through? It's clearly the work of the divine. And oh, it's completely spirit guided. Yeah, and it it leaves me in awe every single time it's it's and it keeps training me in trust that i can only do that if i'm 100% in trust that's not work i can do if i'm doubting even this tiny bit
0: yeah i can so so relate that was when i brought through which i'm i'm not going to speak about it here now but i'll just mention to bookmark when i brought through um it, and it was a remembrance a remembrance of a sacred spiritual technology that i called fairy light And it was a beautiful healing work that I did for years. And it was one of those things that it was, I had to trust every step of the way. And even within a session, like I would find myself that energy of like wanting to, okay, what's next? And it was like, just stop, stop and feel, see, Mm -hmm. no, And then I would just get, and it would just be a dance. The whole session was a complete dance. And like you said, the things that would come forward that would either be to be shared or, you know, for my own seeing or whatever, it was, there was no way I could have known the synchronicities and it just, it helps build that muscle of trust and it amplifies the work. It's like, there's like, yes, like the both pieces, like there's the incredible importance of training and ethics and integrity that I feel like a lot of. spirit workers are lacking, like they don't actually have the train. I'm an expert, but they really, like you were saying, like every, just every person that's got their Reiki certification is not an expert. Okay. No. Like no. there's so much that, you know, to ground into true depth of experience. And then there's so many people that are like on the other side that they just keep tra- taking trainings and trainings and trainings, but they're not embodying it. They're not having the experience they're not trusting they're not practicing it's a practice we can't yeah. do it's it we're never going to be, gonna be good right yes yeah. until we practice and so yeah thank you so much for sharing that um it's just so beautiful <laughs> so looking at the time the last thing that i wanted to talk about i don't know if we actually have time to talk about it what i was very excited to talk about was so this is Diamira language. I'm going to say it, and I think you're going to know what I mean, is that we, <laughs> so we have so much of the work that we do is out in the open, right? The way that we work with clients or the teaching, the classes that we do. But you and I, the last time we talked, we also kind of, both of us started to dance and weave with beginning to touch on the behind the scenes. the And what I mean is the secret work. The work that we do that, you know, we're not necessarily bringing a group or getting a group together to go, sometimes we're just going and doing the work ourselves. Sometimes we're, um, again, we're living the magical life, even when nobody's looking. And so I'm just curious, because you said something, you know, you mentioned Sedona, we've talked about some of the other different um, sacred invitations that you've answered the call of in the last however many years. And I'm just curious if there's anything you want to say about your secret work. (laughs)
1: oh my gosh um yes i do two things um and i'll be brief because i know time is we're on the closing so one is that we are all in this time now being called some of us are listening to the calling. We're being called to do that secret work, to go visit certain sacred sites. And you said earlier how the interdependence, we carry keys that can help unlock somebody else. And so it's important we have that. And that happens also with sacred sites. We carry keys to unlock codes in the sacred sites. And the sacred sites, the visiting yes. the sites unlock codes within us. So it's both, right? With people and sites. So yes. And... So the one thing—it's funny you said that because Spirit said you need to share this, and you gave me the opportunity—is that last year in 2020- and I was
0: so excited because I was like I kept hearing say the land too, say the land too. I'm like okay, book bar. and I completely forgot to mention that the land holds codes and we hold codes for the land. So I'm so glad that we're circling back. Okay, go.
1: Yeah, of course, of course, because the spirit knows what needs to be said, right? And so last year in 2022, which was such a key year for all of humanity, the whole of uh, the Aquarius age really started from a cosmic perspective. Last year, we had the two twenty-two, two 2022 portal that opened it up. And last year at the end, uh, so December 2021, Spirit says to me, we need to talk to you. We need you to go into a strong detox. We need you to commune in microdoses with the plant medicine of cacao and we need to talk to you every day at five in the morning. I was here in Italy and five in the morning in this place where I am is almost like the only time where there is no invasion of other energetics, low energy. People here are very much in low energy and um, I did it. I started getting up at five in the morning from January 2nd, started the detox and started the everything they said and they would come every morning and I would uh record for like an hour and a half. I would speak in trance and go and record. I was also semi aware I'm not fully trance. I'm present and trance. And that way I can then transcribe what they were saying. So during that time, they downloaded a full activation of the violet flame that I then taught when I was in Mount Shasta. But they were telling me, you're going to teach this on starting on the March 21st equinox. I didn't know at the time that I was going to be teaching this in Mount Shasta. And for those of you who don't know, Mount Shasta is the in one of the entrances of to the inner city of Telos and who is the hierarch of the inner city of Telos is a Dhamma, who is a higher aspect of Ascended Master St. Germain, who is the keeper or the Chohan of the Violet Flame. So the, the beauty of doing that in that place, Mount Shasta is very, very connected to the Violet Flame. So, Spirit kept telling me in January, oh, you're going to be moving to Mount Shasta starting um, no later than May 1st, March 1st, no later than March 1st. And I'm thinking, this is January 5 in the morning every day. There is no way from a mental, and this ties it all up with what we were saying earlier today, my mind, no way in my mind how that could have happened. From a very practical standpoint, where am I going to live between now and then? I have six weeks and there's no way I can coordinate that to happen. And I I don't have the means to do an international transfer. I don't have the, so like my mind could have had, you know, a myriad of explanations why that wasn't happening. Every single day, I would open the connection with the guides. First thing they would say, Mount Shasta is done. You're going to be there no later than March 1st. Next. Every day, I have this in recording, okay? (laughs) So then, January 24th, a friend calls me and everything unlocks for me to be able to go live in his house that was empty. He's not there at the time and I can move to Mount and I ended up arriving to Mount on March 1st. I had landed in the US on February 24th, 25th and was in Mount on March 1st. And then the whole year I was there. And the reason why I think it's worth bringing it in in this closing of this podcast is because like you said, that secret work, right? I was doing the work every day I did the whole detox day I I followed guidance the detox was I was eating nothing like boiled veggies and nothing I don't I can't even remember I think I didn't eat anything that month I just was doing that and cacao and then I was like getting up super early channeling a lot I really was very light in my density of my body and I'm I'm a stocky person I'm not a, a wave kind of body like type right and um and and They needed that for me to do this initiation of the violet flame, for me to be able to transmit it, having had it, and then send me to the place where that initiation had the foundation. It was, wow, you know, so it's that thing about, really, we do the work in behind the scenes, nobody knows all the work that took. For me to bring this forth, all those days, all those mornings of discipline, of getting up super early. It was so cold. This was winter. This is like, you know, 27 degrees Fahrenheit. And for those of you in centigrades, it was like zero, minus two. And I'm here, you know, like with with a poncho and with a blanket, you know, channeling at five in the morning in the darkness, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's This why. is
0: such a gorgeous story. So I want to point out that as you're telling it and you're talking about the violet flame, I don't know if you can see, but as you move, you're and the listeners won't be able to see but I'm going to describe it your glasses create a glare that's violet there is a violet flame oh in your gosh. glasses lens that happens when you just tilt your head slightly up like your whole eyes light up with <laughs> violet flame it's like so perfect and such a beautiful punctuation exclamation point on spirit bleeding through oh, like geez. into
1: this reality which i just love <laughs> And I don't have any light on that could be reflecting, which is wild, right? And it wasn't doing it
0: earlier either. It's just started in the last five minutes. So it's just like, it's just so perfect. Um, thank you so much. That is so perfect and so beautiful. And I would love to have you on at some other point again. So, I mean, we have so much to talk about. We have a lot to talk about.
1: And we should do this and this.
0: <laughs> was like, Yeah, we <laughs> need to like make notes and so that we can have a whole outline of yeah. like where we're going for the next several conversations. Because yeah. I really would love to talk to you about your work with grid work if you are ever at a different point, your grid work, because I don't know a lot of people who also do that work. And I also work with the grid and the ley lines of the, and the energy system of the earth. And I would just love to trade stories and talk shop. Um oh, <laughs> So we, that would be like a beautiful conversation. So we will bookmark that for next time. And is there any last things you want to share and then after you've shared that don't forget to share with everybody where they
1: can connect with you. Mm, thank you. Um the the one thing um is that uh to listen to listen to that calling telling people telling you the listener to really take that time to listen um In the guidance that I've learned to give the people I work with, uh, everybody has learned how to ask. uh, And I'm not talking prayer. I'm talking about in the conversations with your divine team. But we truly forget to create that uh, sacred, silent space to listen. And spirit speaks in a very low voice. And so unless you create that uh, space uh, that is just quiet, silent, Uh, and listen you you will miss out and so that's like the 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 thing for you and the other one is you can find me on my website which is uh, www.theawakenpath.com and that is a w a k e n not awakened but awaken and, 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 and. So theawakenedpath.com and everywhere I'm that the Awakened path on Facebook on Instagram. If you look at the uh, handle, is always path. And I do recommend you look because um, in two days or tomorrow, I can't forget. Remember, I'm going to uh, launch a trip to Egypt. Speaking about sacred spaces, so that's coming up with the with the solar eclipse and the and the new moon tomorrow. So. Um, a lot of magic happens, and I keep the website on the homepage updated with all the things that I keep doing and putting out there. And that's a lot of goodies that are free as well that you can download. So meditations and handouts on your on how to keep a, a you know a, a successful practice uh, of mindfulness in the morning. So just go there and thank you, thank you, thank you, Dumira, to to have me in your sacred space podcast, because it was so much fun. I could keep talking to you for hours. So thank you. <laughs> thank
0: you so much Shakti. And I, we will absolutely make sure to link to all that you just mentioned in the show notes. So people will have that. Um, do you have the dates
1: for your Egypt trip in case anybody's yeah. listening and they feel that they're supposed to go over? October- 4th to November 7th and that's because there's two portals. There's the November 1st portal and we will be at uh, the temple of Hathor in Dendera to work with the feminine divine and we will be in the temple of Komombo to work with the shadows on the night of the lunar eclipse which will be seen from that area. So a lot of magic planned into that great work that we'll be doing beautiful well thank you so much for the work that you're doing
0: on the planet for the work that you're doing with people the work that you're doing with Gaia and thank you so much for coming and playing with me it has been (laughs) an absolute joy we talked about you mentioned that joy barometer at the beginning and I feel that this has just expanded me into a bubble of joy so
1: thank you so, so so very much it's been an absolute delight it has been amazing thank you
0: thank you so much for hanging out with me and for listening if you are loving these conversations explorations and shares and they are feeding your soul or stirring something awake and alive within you then you might want to check out my newly released book, Initiation, My Fairy Soul Awakening. It's a magical memoir detailing my early journey of awakening into the realms of Gaia and fairy. And if you are journeying your own story of healing and remembrance, then definitely check out Elemental Whispers Essences. It's my flower tree and elemental Essence line which are vibrational medicines to support you in this wild journey of ours called life on earth you can find all of this and more at my website diamirarose.com until next time